real news plus real information for we the people. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. Good day, brothers and sisters. Good day to you. I hope you're doing fantastic today. Always remember, if you're raising up your hands and your eyes and you're breathing and doing all of that, you got to say, God is great. You are blessed today to live another one. God is great. Each and every day, each and every way, and it's only through evil criminal-minded, psychopath, egomaniac, sociopath, criminals. The bad things happen in this world. God is great. Hallelujah. You just got to go out to the sky at night, look at the moon and the stars. Go out during the day, look at the sun and the beautiful birds flying in the trees and the sky and just everything. It's a spectacular existence that God has given us. Hallelujah. So tired of these criminal nerds gone wild trying to convince each other and us. They are so afraid of everything, but more so they hate you and I. And it's because they have been made to feel inadequate their whole lives and it's from their own self-confidence. That's the weird dichotomy of psychopaths they'll feel terrible but it's because they don't want you to feel good that's what we're dealing with i want you know we've been reporting on the scamdemic pandemic months before it even happened officially because we were watching and seeing the trends happening on social engineering Social media, we were seeing people at airports giving signs of that this is what they were going to bring. And the whole coup d'etat attempt through these radical individuals has perpetuated for years now. We have still been in defense mode reacting to what they have been doing. Well, we got to get ahead of it more and more. So we want to provide this in-depth report titled The Truth About COVID-19. It's going to have some information in it that you probably have not heard. And it only adds to the level of criminality. But this report is going to focus on a couple of individuals. But you're going to hear from some of the biggest criminals on the planet such as the World Economic I mean the World Economic Forum director Klaus Schwab, you got Bill Gates, and you've got Tedros Adhanom, the World Health Health Organization director. That guy from Egypt had been accused many years ago of crimes against humanity for providing uh, you know gassing his own people in Egypt. So they recruited him to be a part of the World Health Organization because they knew he would go along with the crimes. You hear about the guy that created the PCR test over in Germany, and I keep 
pointing out to you the very important reality that many, many, many of these individuals that have been doing this crime of the century against humanity, against the world, they're from Germany. That shouldn't surprise you because Germany was the instigator in World War I and World War II. Yet, Operation Paperclip told us that they didn't bring down the Nazis and bring them to justice. They smuggled them out of there and spread them all over the world. But the people like I'm talking about is this Christian Drosden. You'll hear more details about him in this report, but also the guy that I'm thinking about that nobody ever talks about is Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel, as you know, was a alleged co-creator of PayPal. I don't think him or Elon did any of that software creation. I do not believe that most of these software quote-unquote engineers and, and CEOs that get to make all this money, I do not think that most of them are actually talented enough to do what they say that they've done but when you look at PayPal specifically, they were the ones that kind of busted first through the door with being able to legally, allegedly, connect your bank account with and through an FDI-insured financial institution. Yet, Peter Thiel went on to become greatly successful, just like Elon Musk. But Peter Thiel is also from Germany, as is Klaus Schwab, as is so many people when you look into their backgrounds. I would allege that Anthony Fauci is probably from there, Deborah Burks. Nancy Pelosi's people, a lot of these psychopaths, they do not care about where they're really from as much as they just want to think the same way. They want all of us to think the same way because they think the same way. They want us to be scared of everything because they're scared of everything. You remember the old movie Wizard of Oz where they pulled back the cloak at the end and it was just that little old man working all those different mechanisms, that's what we're experiencing right here in modern day, that they are trying to push this modern day slavery through with the new world order of unelected officials. But let's get to this report, and I hope you get a lot of details out of this. We're, gonna, we're working on getting the video up on our video channel as well, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be titled The Truth About COVID-19, so stay tuned for that. Here we go. In July 2020, Klaus Schwab, director of the World Economic Forum, publishes the book The Great Reset. In it, we are presented with the current COVID-19 crisis as a great opportunity to reset all aspects of our society. Thus, we are presented with a new world, built, defined, and imposed by a very small elite. And the trick is to do it openly, to do it publicly. Los acontecimientos internacionales no suceden por casualidad. Están todos interconectados y planificados para que suceda. No aparecen pandemias que se predicen. 
If we start now, we can be ready for the next epidemic. Aparecen pandemias que se planifican para conseguir objetivos. It's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better. We remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Build back better. Build it back better. Build back better. To build back better. Build back better. Build back better. Build back better. To build back. All these personalities that you see there saying the same thing have a common denominator. Most belong to or have attended Bilderberg meetings. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. But what is Bilderberg? So the Bilderberg is like a casting event. A casting event for people to get into public positions. So before you become the prime minister of a country or a chancellor of Germany or something like this, yeah, or getting into a high position, they want to know, will this person follow more or less their nicely presented orders or not? Since 1954, the date of its foundation, Bilderberg meetings are conferences that bring together influential people from around the world. leaders, media owners, bankers, shareholders of big pharmaceuticals, owners of big tech, members of royalty, as well as representatives of supranational organizations, such as the World Health Organization or NATO. As you can see, many also belong to the new fashion club, the World Economic Forum, or the Davos Forum. Our global shapers, where are you? Led by the ideologue of the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab. component of the Forum community. But the non-reporting of these events is anything other than a conspiracy between the organizers and the media. It merely confirms the belief of many that the hidden agenda and purpose of the Bilderberg Group is to bring about undemocratic world government. In the year 54, se celebra la primera reunión Bilderberg, y en el acta se recoge que van a crear un nuevo orden mundial. The existence of a plan to establish a new world order is undeniable. A new world. About some of the wise men who helped shape the new world order. There's a need for a new world order. Because those who advocate it have publicly stated their intentions on numerous occasions. Piensen por un momento que un mundo multipolar, sin instrumentos de gobierno mundial, es algo muy arriesgado. The relationship between COVID-19 and the Great Reset is that they needed some type of method to control the public, to coerce them and manipulate them and, and get them to fall into line. And so they used a fear tactic, and that fear tactic was this illusion of the COVID-19. And so it's just a tool that they were using to try to create fear in people, and a lot of people bought into it. Now, cases are on the rise again. Two countries in the Northeast were kind of recovering, right? right? And how do you create a psycho-scenario? The first and most important tool are the PCR tests. 
The inventor of the PCR test got the Nobel Prize, and his name was Kelly Maris. And he said, this method is not to be used to detect a disease. If, if, if they wanted, if, if they could find this virus in you at all, in the PCR, if you do it well, you can find almost anything in anybody. I'm surprised that not everybody's showing up positive. So it, there's absolutely no grounds for it. All it's doing is picking up a signature. It doesn't say whether somebody's got an infection or not. It just says whether or not somebody has that particular uh, sequence in their system. And, and that doesn't mean anything. It allows you to take a very minuscule amount of anything and make it measurable and then talk about it in meetings and stuff like it is important. That man you see there is Christian Drossen, the creator of a PCR that will be used as a standard model to detect SARS-CoV-2 throughout the world. The story of Christian Drossen is that he was before at the University of Bonn. And in these days, he deals with the swine flu and their, um, with the avian flu. Man könnte sagen, dieses Virus könnte sich bestimmte Gensegmente von sehr gefährlichen anderen Viren aneignen, zum Beispiel von Vogelgrippeviren, und dann zu einem sehr gefährlichen Virus werden. And he was terrible wrong, what he said. Yeah, the numbers. The actual epidemic never occurred despite Christian Drosten's alarmist recommendations. So he was really on the bad side and made bad science. So normally, his next appointment should be in Siberia or in the desert of Gobi in China. But the power structures put him into the best place in Charité, Berlin, into this top uh, position. Herr Professor Dr. Drosten, das ist Ihr Preis und wir verleihen ihn von ganzem Herzen. Vielen Dank. The University Hospital Berlin's Charité is one of the most prestigious hospitals in Europe. And it is also financed by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So I think he is a very tragic uh, figure. And I think he's under a lot of pressure from behind. But he is a good actor. Wanting to know more about the figure of Drosten, I take a flight to Germany to meet the German lawyer Rainer Fulmich firsthand. Famous for the trials to Deutsche Bank and Volkswagen, he knows Christian Drosten well because he is working to prosecute him. en 48 horas. El escándalo de manipulación de datos sobre la emisión de gases contaminantes pasa factura inmediata a Volkswagen. We had a very hard time here in Germany holding VW responsible for the diesel fraud they committed with their cars and holding a Deutsche Bank responsible for all these fraudulent loans. The German courts were trying to protect these companies for a long time because of their political and economic importance for this country. Um, they seem to have believed that they're above the law. Why is that? Because they're so powerful through their lobbyists that they have taken control of the government. Now the people who are behind these large corporations are the same people who are behind this corona pandemic. Hello Ms. 
Since the beginning of the pandemic, Reiner Fulmik has been interviewing experts around the world to find the evidence that proves the fraud. So a former investment banker, if you've done... It's the Corona Committee. Yet. Well, what we're doing here in Germany and in all the other countries, and this is what we're concentrating on, we're going, we're filing complaints in the courts of law in order to make the courts of law understand and determine that the PCR tests cannot tell you anything about infections, because that is the lie underneath all of this, the basis, the foundation for all of this. Without the PCR tests, there wouldn't be a pandemic. PCR test is a great tool to make things visible for the human eye that otherwise are invisible, but that it cannot be used for diagnostic purposes. And that's what it says on all the inserts that go with the PCR tests, not for diagnostic purposes, only for scientific purposes. So the first question you might ask yourself is, how does this guy by the name of Drusten, how did he come up with the idea that this test could be used in order to identify infections. Well, he started to work on this in, uh, I think, on New Year's Eve. And the interesting thing is, at the very same time that he was working on this test, he kept telling the public, there's nothing to worry about, this is only um, a mild flu, most people won't even notice it. So how come? This man is inventing a PCR test for something that he himself considers totally irrelevant. We believe that he's one of the puppets. We have very serious doubts about his academic background. This may be fake. The entire person may be fake, like many of the other protagonists in this game. Uh, we know his test is fake. There was a first emergency meeting by the WHO. A group of people met for an emergency meeting because they were being pushed by the pharmaceutical and tech industry um, to uh, announce what is now called the Public Health Emergency of International Concern. El Comité de Emergencia se encontraba dividido con respecto a si el brote representa una emergencia de salud pública de importancia internacional o no. Why were they pushing for this? Because you need the declaration of a public health emergency of international concern in order to be able to use drugs, or in this case what they call vaccines, that have not been approved, that have not been tested. You need an emergency in order to get emergency approval for drugs that otherwise they wouldn't get an approval. The first time they met on the 22nd and 23rd of January, um, they couldn't come to a conclusion because there were no cases. The second time, then they decided, oh man, this is so dangerous, we're going to have to meet for a second time in two weeks. They had another, a second emergency meeting two weeks later. In the past two weeks, the number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. And that's when they decided, okay, we're going to declare this public health emergency of international concern. What had changed? That's the question. What had changed? What had happened in the meantime? Only one thing. The Drosten test. At this point, a quote by Noam Chomsky comes to mind. 
people not only don't know what's happening to them, they don't even know that they don't know. We are living in the middle of an organized crime with this COVID-19. And in fact, we're living since decades in the middle of an organized crime all surrounded and the corruption spread all over the governments and all over the heads of the international institutions like the WHO. The WHO is at the center of this because uh, they're the ones who are issuing all these regulations. They're the ones who recommended the Drosten test to be used as a gold standard for the detection of infections in the entire world. We have a simple message for all countries. Test, test, test. So they're the ones that should be uh, prosecuted. Everything was caused, all the measures, including the vaccinations, all of this is based on the Drosten test. All the other things in between, the mask mandates, the lockdowns, the social distancing, that was all based on the Drosten test because that's the most powerful tool they used for their fear-mongering to keep people in panic. Of all the harmful misinformation spread over the past couple of years, one of the most disturbing false narratives was targeted at the Nobel Prize winning human medicine, ivermectin. What you're about to see will reveal the motive behind the smear campaign against one of the safest and most effective medicines of this era, a medicine that, according to the numerous top scientists I've interviewed this year, could have ended the pandemic before it began. So things are clearly bad, but they're being made even worse by people who have refused to take the vaccine and instead are swallowing horse paste. Horse dewormer. There's no clinical evidence that indicates that this works. It goes beyond that. We actually know that it doesn't work. Ivermectin <laughs> is ineffective against COVID, but could put you in a coma. It can kill you. It can kill you. Turns out I got COVID. So we immediately threw the kitchen sink at it. All kinds of meds, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin. One of those drugs he mentioned, ivermectin, is something more often used to deworm horses. <laughs> we should talk about that. That bothered you. It should bother you, too. I They're lying think. at your network about people taking human drugs versus drugs for it, veterinary. Calling it a horse dewormer is not a flattering thing. I get it's that. It's a lie. They, they, they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You're the medical guy over there. I, ivermectin can be a very effective medication. You are more likely to die from taking Tylenol than Ivermectin, yet the FDA calls this a dangerous horse deworming medicine. What so it was the first time in history that we ever saw a doctor who could be prosecuted for using a generic, safe, and effective drug for the application that doctor thought was appropriate. My group of five, the core five of us ICU doctors, collectively were some of the most highly published doctors in the history of critical care medicine. Paul Marek is the most published practicing intensivist in the world. For the first time in my entire career, I could not be a doctor. I had to stand by idly. I had to stand by idly watching these people die.
from the FDA Emergency Use Authorization of Medical Products and Related Authorities. For the FDA to issue an emergency use authorization, there must be no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the candidate product for diagnosing, preventing, or treating the disease or condition. If ivermectin were an effective treatment, the vaccines never would have gotten emergency use authorization in the U.S.